0: relationships are two-way and when we have a conversation you talk and you listen when I talk to the Lord in prayer it's also important to listen to him to what he's saying to me sometimes I find it's more important than my asking
1: thank you for joining us for this week's broadcast of a word from the Lord today dr. Beach begins his teaching series on prayer today is part one beginnings of prayer but before we get started here is today's special feature
0: be ready. Here he's using just a common sense analogy. I mean, if you knew your house was getting ready to be broken into, wouldn't you stay up? Wouldn't you pay attention? Wouldn't you be ready for the thieves? That's what he's saying here. Be ready. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1, he, the Apostle Paul writes to the Christians there, and he says this, Now, brothers, about the times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, they will not escape. But you brothers are not in darkness that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled. So keep ready. Be alert. This passage is strong. First of all, it says that believers are not going to be in darkness. We're going to be aware something is going on. We have the signs of Scripture. He says it's going to be like a woman in childbirth. Well, how do women give birth unless you have a C-section? What happens? You have birth pains. And they come very slow to begin with. And then it's quicker quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker. And then you have a new baby. Well, all these things are going to happen. They're going to get quicker and more intense and more intense and more intense, and then He's coming.
1: Here now is Dr. Foley Beach with today's message The Importance of Prayer. It is Beginnings of Prayer, Part 1.
0: To you, O oh God, every heart stands open, every will speaks, no secret is hidden from you. Purify my mind, my thoughts, and my heart with the gift of your grace, so that I may love you perfectly. And praise you worthily. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. If prayer is so important and so essential, why don't we pray? If prayer is so crucial to the spiritual life and to following Jesus, why is it so difficult to make it part of our spiritual life? Some of you have been walking with God a long, long time. But your prayer life is paper thin. I know for me, sometimes it seems like my prayer life will just evaporate. I think we all struggle with this. To maintain a a meaningful prayer life in the midst of our busy lives and our crazy schedules. Prayer. For the next few weeks, we're going to spend some time discussing prayer. And I'm going to assume that you know nothing about prayer and share some, what I think some important things the Bible teaches about prayer, so that hopefully we can unleash the power of prayer in our lives. Several years ago, when I was a youth pastor, I got to know this young man named Robert. And Robert became a Christian, and one day we were talking and uh, he said, you know, I really need some new glasses. And he had, I mean, some really big, ugly glasses. I mean, they're worse than the ones Matt has on right now. but but he ran cross-country, and what he said, really what he needed were some contacts, but his family couldn't afford it. And back then, contacts were uh, very expensive, almost as expensive as having glasses. So I said, well, let's pray about it. And we did. And I was working at this little place part-time as well, and so I, this lady that worked with me, I shared it with her, and I said, how about joining me in praying that the Lord would provide contacts for Robert? And so she goes home that day, and she begins to pray, and she said, the strangest thing happened. She said, as I began to pray, all of a sudden the peace of the Lord left me. That sense of God's presence is just gone. And she couldn't understand why. And she continued to pray and pray about that and other things. And the next morning in her quiet time, she was reading her normal reading in First John. And she came across a passage which says this, If you come across a brother in need and have enough to live on and do not give to him, how can the love of God remain with you? And it clicked. She said, oh I hear you, Lord. And the Lord said, you're the one that's supposed to supply the contacts. And she did. Prayer, it's powerful. Now, when we started the church, we were meeting over at the middle school and we decided we were going to build this building. And I remember standing before you all saying that we're getting ready to start construction, but we need $20,000, dollars 20 000, thousand dollars this week or we can't start. And we stopped and we prayed. And God answered our prayer. A few months later, someone from outside the church said they wanted to offer a $125,000 matching grant. If we could raise $125,000, then they'd give one hundred and twenty five. So that'd be $250,000. And I'm thinking, Lord, how are we going to raise $125,000? That's a lot of money. So I came before you and We prayed. And God provided it. The power of prayer. When I was in seminary, Allison and I had a good friend named Sharon. And Sharon had been praying for years to have a baby. And she couldn't have a baby. They didn't know why. And so Allison and I began to pray for her. And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. No baby. And finally, three or four years after seminary, it's like the Lord just miraculously opened her womb and she became pregnant and now she's got a beautiful child. The power of prayer. Why don't we pray? Well, Way back in the first century, the Apostle James was thinking about prayer. And in James 4.2, he says this, You do not have because you do not ask God. You do not have because you do not ask ask God. This is where we start. You do not have because you do not ask. Now James goes on in this passage to discuss the motives of why we pray and I don't want to get into that right now. I want us to stay at the beginning. You do not have because you do not ask. You and I must ask. Now Jesus had a lot to say about prayer too and he modeled it for us. But in Matthew chapter 7, he says some profound words about prayer. And if you have that, I want to invite you to open up with me. Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 7. Matthew 7, verse 7. Jesus says, "'Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened for you. Everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. To him who knocks, the door will be open." Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Do you think God wants you to ask? Do you think God wants you to seek? Do you think He wants you to knock? Yes! Yes! If your child asks you for something to eat, those of you who are parents, you give him a stone, give him rocks, or say he asked for fish sticks, you give him snakeskin. No! We love our kids. We want them to have good things, not things which will hurt them. Jesus takes this truth about human behavior and applies it to His children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? Stop a minute. I want you to think about this. Does God want to bless you? Do you really believe that? Does God want you to have good things? Does God want you to have His blessings in your life? Yes, He does. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Think of some of the ridiculous things we've gotten our kids because they asked us. I remember when I was in seventh grade, I had to have these things called clackers. Now, clackers were these balls that were on the end of a rope. So, I remember, you're laughing, and, and you would clack. You know, it was just, I just, ha- I thought that was the coolest thing, and I had to have them. And sure enough, my parents got. Them. I also remember one time I had to have, this was seventh grade too, I had to have bell bottoms that were red, white, and blue. And, and they, even had, they even had stars on them. Now, why did our parents give us those things? because they loved us. We were their children. They wanted to bless us. They wanted to please us. Now a side note, there were plenty of no's along the way and God will say no. But the point here is that we're to ask and if we ask, He says it will be given to us. He says you do not have because you do not ask God. Prayer is important. The Apostle Paul takes it one step further. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, he says, Pray continually. That means all the time. Pray all the time. Ask God all the time. Seek Him all the time. Knock all the time. I pray in my quiet time. I pray while I'm driving my car. I pray while I'm having conversations with people. I pray while I'm counseling people. I pray in the shower. I don't sing in the shower. I pray in the shower. I pray while I'm running. I pray while I'm preparing my sermons. God desires us to pray continually all the time. Okay, you got it? God wants us to pray. Now you may ask, well, Foley, what really is prayer? What is prayer? Well, I I define it in two simple ways. First, prayer is spending time with God. Spending time with God. That can be verbal or nonverbal. It's the most simple form of prayer. Prayer is acknowledging the presence of God in your midst. It's being aware of His presence with you wherever you are. You're at the football game. He's there. You're at your work. He's there. You're out in the yard. You're sitting in traffic, acknowledging His presence. Augustine had a saying. He said, My study is a prayer. I use that a lot in school. My study is a prayer. The way I study, Lord, is a prayer to you. Wherever you are, it's a spending time with Him no matter what you are doing or who you are with. Spending time with Him. And it can be verbal or it can be nonverbal. Prayer is not always conversational. Sometimes it's just spending time in sweet fellowship with God. But prayer is also conversation with God. Conversation with God involves listening and talking. It involves talking and listening. Listening is just as an important part of conversation as talking. Some would argue that it's the most important part. Now, I can't imagine carrying on a conversation with Allison and not listening. You husbands know what I mean? The relationship would not go very far. Relationships are two-way. And when we have a conversation, you talk and you listen. When I talk to the Lord in prayer, it's also important to listen to Him to what He's saying to me. Sometimes I find it's more important than my asking. He will speak to what you are asking about. He will speak to what you're not asking about. When you pray for other people, do this sometime and see what happens. You've got a friend and you're praying for them. Stop and say, "Lord, how would you like me to pray for this person?" And you'll be amazed what the Holy Spirit will show you and guide you on how to pray for your friend or, or whatever it is in need. Listen, He will talk to you. When you talk to someone on the telephone, I mean, imagine just calling someone up and doing all the talking da and you know, you're just talking all the way, to talk, and, and they don't get in a word. That's not a conversation. Or those of you who like to instant message on the computer? Imagine just you're the only one that does all, and you get no feedback. It doesn't work. I know some of you love to talk on an answering machine. I mean, are you like me? You call up and there's an answering machine, and you begin to leave a message. You just feel so awkward because you can't talk back. I mean, you have to do all the talking. Prayer is not like that. God wants to speak to you about what you're going through. He wants to speak to you about what's going on in your life. He wants to speak to you about his purpose for you. He wants to give you direction. He wants to guide you. But you have to listen. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Well, why don't we pray? If it's so important, why don't we pray? Well, I've come up with several things, at least from my life. First, we don't know it's important. This is an ignorance issue. We don't know it's important. We don't realize that when you get on your knees before God, it affects everything. It's powerful. Secondly, we don't know how to pray. And that's a knowledge issue. And hopefully over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about some of these things. Remember, Jesus was approached by his disciples one day, and they said, Lord, teach us. To pray. They'd heard him pray and they'd seen him pray and they knew something wasn't right. Lord, teach us to pray. It's a knowledge issue. Third, we're too busy to pray. And this is a priorities issue. We get so busy, we, th- we say we don't have time. But I'm often reminded of the great theologian and reformer Martin Luther who prayed regularly two hours a day. If you can imagine that, praying regularly two hours of your day. I mean, just stop and con- conceptually think about that a minute. But, but then he'd say, but on days when I'm really busy, I pray three hours. We have our priorities messed up. Fourth, we don't really believe it will help. That's a faith issue. Why pray? It's not going to do any good. It's a faith issue. Fifth, we have sin in our lives and we don't want to face it. That's a repentance issue. We know that if we come before a holy God which he often does. He says, well, what about this over here, Foley? Uh, you going to deal with this? We don't want to repent. It's a repentance issue. Six, some of us are scared to pray. It's, it's, a, it's a scary thing. It's fearful to come into the presence of the Lord and not know what He's going to say or do. And that's a trust issue. Can, can we really trust Him to guide us and direct us and be with us? And then number seven, our past history with prayer. This is an experience issue. Well, I prayed about this and nothing happened. Or I asked him about this and it didn't work. Our experience. But we forget that God can say no. (laughs) We also forget that most of the time God will say, wait. The timing's not right or he has to work something out. Our experience, our past history. You may have your other reasons why you don't pray. But he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find and knock and the door will be open to you. To begin the day, I pray. As I walk through the day, I pray. When I close my day and I, my head is on my pillow, I pray. Years ago, back in the 4th century, was a man by the name of John Chrysostom. He was a Christian leader of the city of Constantinople. And he eventually became a bishop but he was also a man of prayer. I want to share these words with you that he wrote 1,700 years ago about prayer. He says, "...the potency of prayer has subdued the strength of fire. It has bridled the rage of lions, hushed anarchy to rest, extinguished wars, appeased the elements, expelled demons, burst the chains of death, expanded the gates of heaven." assaged diseases, repelled frauds, rescued cities from destruction, stayed the sun in its course, and arrested the progress of the thunderbolt. Prayer is an all-efficient panoply, a treasure undiminished, a mine which is never exhausted, a sky unobscured by clouds, a heaven unruffled by storm. It is the root, the fountain, the mother of a Thousand Blessings. Great words about prayer. Is that your experience with prayer? God wants it to be. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. This week I want to give you a prayer task. I want you to pick an individual, a situation, a circumstance, maybe it's a relationship, and I want you to spend five minutes a day praying about it. A circumstance, a situation, a person, or a relationship. And spend five minutes a day praying about it. Now think about that for a minute. Let's, let's get somebody or a situation in your head right now. Something you're going to pray about for five minutes every day. Imagine what our lives would be like if we became people of prayer, of people who really knew how to pray, of people who really know how to enter into the presence of God and to talk to Him and to hear Him and to have His presence all over our lives. Imagine how our lives would be different. Imagine how our church would be different if we were people that really prayed. Imagine how our world would be different When we go out from this place every week as people of prayer and we take the presence of God into those circumstances and situations and relationships that we're in out there and transform them with His power. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open. Prayer is so important. Let's be people of prayer. Let's pray together. Father, you have given us such an incredible privilege to talk to you. Teach us each Lord how to listen to you, how to talk to you, how to respond to you, how to come to you in prayer. And this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, this is Foley Beach and I want to thank you for listening to a word from the Lord. I'm so grateful that we have this privilege of bringing the Word of God to you. If you're listening today and the Lord is speaking to your heart, the Lord is is drawing you to Him. I want to invite you to open yourself to Him, to open your heart, to invite Him to come and, and live in your life. It's really a simple prayer. Uh, Lord Jesus, I confess that You are the Lord. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I, I've messed up. And I ask your forgiveness. And Lord Jesus, I want you to come and live in my life. So I invite you. I open myself to you. Come and indwell me in your presence. It's not a difficult prayer, but it has to be a sincere prayer. It has to be something that you intend to do and follow up on. And perhaps I'm speaking to somebody as well today who is a believer. And you're not where God wants you to be. Are you straight off the path? Or you're living in disobedience or in sin right now and you know it's wrong. Or he's asked you to do something and, and you refuse to do it. Why not today say, yes, Lord? Or why not today do what he wants you to do? Or stop doing what he doesn't want you to do? And get your life right to him. Life's too short. It goes by so quick. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day the Lord wants to speak to you, to bless you, to guide you, to strengthen you. And this is my prayer for you this day. And the whole reason we at A Word from the Lord broadcast this radio program is that God might speak into your life, that you might be the
1: person he's called you to be. That was Dr. Beach with today's message. For more information on this message and this ministry, please visit awordfromthelord.org. There you will find today's message and previously aired messages. Where you can listen to them again and share them with friends and family. A word from the Lord. org has audio archives of Foley Beach's one minute radio feature and much more. So visit A Word org for audio, articles, and information about the ministry. You can find A Word from the Lord on Facebook and be sure to click the like button to follow our feed on Facebook. You'll want to be sure to visit Foley's blog at blogspot. Dot com. On the blog, you can read the many articles posted by Dr. Beach. Many of these blog entries are excerpts and full articles published in local publications. You can also follow Foley on Twitter. His Twitter address is twitter.com at Foley Beach. If you have any comments or questions about the program, you can contact Dr. Beach by email at Foley Beach at a word from the Lord.org. Again, his email is Foley Beach at a word from the Lord. You can contact us by mail. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia 30655. Our mailing address again is P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia 30655. Whether you send us an email or write to us, we'd love to hear from you. A word from the Lord is made possible by God's grace through the continued prayers and loving financial support from you. And we thank you for this opportunity to spread the hope of the gospel of Christ through this ministry. Join us again next time for the next broadcast of A Word from the Lord. For Dr. Beach and everyone here at A Word from the Lord, it is our prayer that you would be seeking A Word from the Lord.